when you give people permission to be the people they're supposed to be, love happens. Yeah. And when love happens, life's changed. And that's what we got to be a part of yeah. this summer. Welcome to Happy Life Studios. We're here to help your life be happier. Yes, we are. Hello, happy. Hello, lifer. Here I am at Camp Whatever. And I'm singing this for a reason. Because it is the beginning of my youth camp season. What's up, happy lifers? Thanks for joining us. Welcome to our summer camp series. I'm sitting here with our co-host, Tony. And... uh, and uh, we just finished five weeks of camp. Um, I did four weeks at Camp Daniel, as you know, if you've been listening to the podcast. And and Tony did five at Camp Daniel. One of those weeks, I was at home doing a camp. But Tony, um, I don't know what you think about camp this summer. I thought it was for me personally. I guess I'm setting you up here, but for me personally, I thought it was one of the best. Camp Daniel is always off the hook, but man, this one, I I'm I'm just in awe. That was an incredible, amazing. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I, I, yeah, you know how exhausted I am. Yeah, in every way. Yeah. Tony says he knows me. When I get exhausted, I sigh a lot. And Tony's <laughs> like, he's been sighing all day. <laughs> I know it's going to take me, you know, it's going to take me weeks to get back emotionally, physically, the right. whole deal. And that's, you know, but right now we're hanging out. We're chilling out your cabin, hoping yep. to get a little bit of that, that rest. I think it's important when you give out a lot physically emotionally mentally spiritually i mean we're complex beings we've got to find a way to recoup that so so i think it's wise that you you took a week of your vacation right after camp and uh thank you for inviting me to be a part of that i fly home in a couple days yeah we sing a song at camp it's never been truer called i'll fly away and one of the verses is just a few more weary days and then i'll fly away well that is literal just a few more weary days and then It's not talking about heaven there like the song is, but I'm, I'm in a few more weary days, I am going to fly away. I'll fly away. Yeah. And I uh, got a long couple days of long driving to get to the airport, but man, I mean, why was camp this summer so, so much? It wasn't just good. It was just, ah, I guess I want to ask you, why was it so good? And I want to ask you what some of your memories were. I don't really have much in the agenda here. I'm, I'm, when I'm tired, I, don't, I can't think much. But you talk about camp for a little bit, and you're going to spark something in me for sure. But we've kind of been sitting around talking about our memories of camp. But there's so many of them, it's hard to, to share them all. You know? Yeah, but, that's a fact. A lot of it is it's, there's a lot of the same people that come back, and then you add in new people who are having this new incredible experience. But my thing is always to see people come year after year and the growth and change in them that they experience a week at a time over the years. I'm always odd. I, you know, I think of our friend MJ who was, yeah. was a, a teenage kid when he first came around and, uh, and not in a good situation and not a, handed a bad, bad hand. Yeah. Man. Real rough stuff. And, um, didn't have the family that he needed that were giving him the love and the, giving the things he needed but yeah. he found that um through kind of the camp family and um 
to see him this year as a, a young man that was taking care of somebody at the camper named Tom that has cerebral palsy. He was in a wheelchair and taking care of his every need. Yeah. Uh, it was as beautiful as anything I've ever seen. I mean, yeah. it just, you know, several times I just break down because five years ago, four, three, two, maybe even one year ago, he couldn't have done that, yeah. but he's grown so much through the love of a lot of people. And I think that's what camp, when you take a whole bunch of people and jam them into one place, doesn't even matter where it is or what it is. And they just start loving on each other that intensely Things happen. Yeah. Life changes and life will never be the same for a lot of people. And I, there's nothing better than that. The thing that excites me about MJ is like the weeks that he wasn't there, I had all these teenagers coming up to me saying, talk about MJ and like, he's become this, this solid pillar of camp. He's become right. a lot of these young teenagers that were the age when he started coming right. now are looking to him to be strength, to be solid. Right. Cause he's, cause he's cool too. I mean, he's yeah. just, he's just cool. And he's got a lot of friends that he helps at home that have also been given bad hands. But right. you know, for years we've poured into him and, and I think you've poured into him way more than I have even, but we've poured into him, but now he's pouring into others and it's, it's just so, so cool to see that. And then you see the new crop of young 14 year old kids coming in and they're squirrely and goofy and in trouble and don't listen. And yeah, and I'm always reminding the rest of the staff, well, you know, remember when MJ was that age uh-huh, or remember right. when so-and-so and so-and-so was that age. Um, that's where, you know, we all kind of started and to, to have a process by which, you know, people come in and have a way to serve and a place to serve. It's that never gets old. These campers are, you know, the average age is what would you say? 35 to 40. Something like that. Right. And so we have disabilities of all, right. you know, of all disabilities involved here. So we don't just have just those with autism or just those with social disabilities or mental disabilities or physical disabilities. We put them all in the same family together. Right. right. And it's pretty cool. But these campers are so powerful. They, that's why I keep talking about them all the time is they, they change my life, but we've been, I think one reason why this year is so, so encouraging to me is that we've been working for years to get them to, Hey, the way you act at camp, go home. You are love when they're at camp, man, they're the most loving. Right. I mean, we've seen some of the hardest teenagers show up at camp right. to help because that's what their friends are doing. Right. And all of a sudden, these campers love the tar out of them and that just softens the heart of the, but you know, our frustration is, is, you know, go home and do that in your group home, go home and do that in your family, go home. And, you know, and I, I felt like we keep getting closer and closer to that. Right. I feel like they're getting more and more able to see that they can carry camp with them. Right. You know, cause camp is like, it's almost like, a bomb is all this energy packed in the small place. Right. Well, Camp Daniel's like all this, like any camp is all this love and people packed in this small place for a small amount of time. Well, that's why powerful things happen, right. you know? Um, but I, I feel like, I mean, would you agree with that? You feel like they're getting more like, Oh yeah. I think there's, we've worked to create a culture that talks about camp is not, shouldn't be, you know, the camp high or the camp experience. It should be all about, experiencing something that stays with you that makes a real change and the real change comes out in your daily life outside of camp yeah and a lot of camps that i've been to over the years it's all about you know of course they're all christian camps that i go to right but they try to make it this service is big emotional big and i I understand why they're trying to do that but then these campers go home and 
They yeah. can't duplicate that. They can't right. replicate that. So then they're kind of lost without hope at that point, yeah. you know. But here, you know, at Camp Daniel, your philosophy, I should say our philosophy is completely different. It's not about the service, even though we've had some incredible services, yeah. right? But it's been about we want this message to last all day long. So we start in the morning right off after breakfast with a short little thought. And then we go into small groups and we talk about that thought. And then we look for people all day long to live out that thought. And we'll stop kickball games. We'll stop relay races. We'll stop people hanging out and say, hey, did you guys just catch that? This is what we were talking about this morning because we, we, you know, we talk about we want people to live it, but yet we keep doing, the, doing it the way we've always done it. And they can't live it when, when they only get it at a big and emotional service right you know and i think that that one reason why it's been very special for me this year is you know one of the one of my main jobs at camp you know even though i'm called the director of happiness it's true (laughs) (laughs) and i keep teasing everyone like at camp daniel that's the easiest job in the world because i call it the happiest place on earth so for me to be the director of happiness it's basically you know steve you don't have to be able to do anything good just come here and just be yourself (laughs) and i think honestly if we live life that way just come here and be yourself not the mean you, right? Right. But the you that wants to help other people. Yeah. But one of the things that I get to be a part of is, you know, the chapel team that gets together. And sometimes those meetings are excruciating, <laughs> right? I mean, we sit and talk about what are, what happened in our small groups, what, what are the campers going through, what do we think God wants us to talk about and what he wants us to deal with. But, you know, I think one thing that has just been, and it, it's been a big pressure off of me to not spend all day in my room trying to write a message for right. that evening, right? But now it's we're on the pulse of what people are going through in camp. Is this an idea that you've had for a while to do this? Um, I don't. I, it's an idea I've had for a long time. It's always made sense to me. We've always brought in speakers like you, and you know, we've had a lot of different speakers who are all a lot of really good friends of mine, and. Everybody's done a good job, but it it wasn't it's not always hitting what where our campers are or the pulse of what the community is going through or feeling in that moment and to be able to have you know you're there to really to mop things up to bring it all together in okay. the end because we have all these different perspectives and a lot of different things and we try to do it in short blocks and then um you're kind of the safety net at the end and that's a big deal to mm-hmm. have and makes you know, everybody's got their place on the team and that, you, you know, you're the cleanup hitter in the end. And that's, that makes the person who bats first, second, third, able to do what they need to do. Wow. And, um, that's logical to me, that whole team concept. Uh, I just feel like we, we do a much better job and hit many more people. Yeah. And that's really what, honestly, what I've watched this year, what's been different is our team of leadership catch on to the concept that, there's a lot of campers here that don't have dads right? and they need dads. And there's a lot of campers here that don't have moms and they need moms. And there's campers here that don't have families. So this is their family. And how do we play those parts and give the kind of love that they need? And I only reach a certain amount and then you get to reach a certain amount and everybody reaches who they can. And then together we've done something incredible. Yeah. And that's why, like when I go speak at camps, even when I go speak at, I like to hang or any place. I like to hang out with, with the people I'm going to be speaking to. Cause I want to find out where they're coming from. I'm right. not just here to share the same message. I always share. And I get really good at, I, right. I'm here to, 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 even if I'm not as good, I'm here to find out what, 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 the, what they need and give them 
the God, what God has given me, be able to give it to them, pour my courage into them that God has given me right. or whatever. But if I'm not hanging out with them, so when I do youth camps and stuff, I hang out with the teenagers all day long, even the point of being tired to try to preach at night. But I, you know, and I get my rest in there too, but I want to hang out because I want to find out what's going on. And now when you've got a chapel team and you've got, you know, you've got a half a dozen, dozen people in that, in that same room of all different personalities right. and all different types. It's so cool. You know, we yeah. have quiet people, we have noisy people we have. Right. And and then you're hearing the stories from everybody. And then together we say, man, what if you did this? And what if we tried this? And then what if we brought this person in and, and, uh, and, and talk about, you know, if we didn't have the small groups that we have, we wouldn't even know. Have some of the stories, man, we've been hearing from these campers and small group will break your heart. Right. And then to see a camper get up in the middle of a, of a small group and go over to that other person and just hug him. Right. Well, we continue the small group, and they're hugging over there for 15 minutes. Just, you know, it, the love is just unbelievable. But that whole concept that we've been pounding at for years, you know, your life has a story, and it's important to tell. We need So we started doing small groups a few years ago, and, man, it was it got tough, right? Talk oh, about yeah. excruciating, you know. <laughs> it got brutal and because a lot of these, you know, you tell the happy life or why you think a lot of these small groups, why a lot of our campers really quiet when we do a small group. Well, our campers that have intellectual and developmental disabilities are not typically used to being able to share what they, their life experience. There's not a forum for that. Isn't that sad that no one ever asks them what they think? Right. And so they're not used to talking. And then it opens the door for the counselors and the workers and everybody else Nobody thinks, most people don't think that their life is relevant or important enough to share with anybody. And I think when our, for us at Camp Daniel, our campers open the door that it doesn't matter how minute or small your story may seem, but it, it helps the person next to you. And then that gives courage to them to share. And then when everybody's sharing, it changes everything, you know, then we're vulnerable, we're, um, you know, we're going through stuff right in the moment together. Well, there's something happens in that, that I've not experienced anywhere else, yeah. you know, and that's, that's was kind of the, the hope for this, but to, you know, I think that's why it was so powerful this year is the fruit of all that thinking and planning and, you know, sewing and getting the ground ready and now to see it. And it's not, I mean, it's far from perfect yet for yeah. sure. You know, we've got a lot of changing to do in the coming years, but I feel like we're on to something that's yeah. working and is a beautiful thing. You know, one thing I like too about our small groups is that we just let them go where they're going to go. And sometimes right. a camper will say something, you know, that it, it feels like it's so off track. Right. And oftentimes it is. Sure. Right. But we let them speak. Yeah. And we let them talk about their grandparent that died, you know, however long ago, because right. it's still important to them, but it has nothing to do with what we were just talking about, but we still let them talk, you know? And then other times you think that it's off, but you start listening to it and you're like, wait a minute. They're on to something, man. Right. I mean, this summer when that camp around the campfire and we, we decided, we just sat around the campfire. We didn't have a, we weren't in a church service. Our church service was hanging out of the campfire, you know? And we said, what would you want Jesus to tell you if he could tell you anything, you know? And I remember I stood up and said, I, I know he loves me, but I'd want him to tell me something special, unique about me. 
like why he loves me and all of a sudden you know drew this camper who when he speaks you have to really listen closely to understand what he's saying and and you know he can get real intense he points his finger at me and he starts trying to encourage me and i wasn't saying i was discouraged i was just like i want to hear that but all of a sudden as he's talking he said something i pick up the words to it and he said he said and you don't quit steve you just won't quit and and, and you can think that he's off topic and all of a sudden i don't know the best way to describe it maybe god's spirit was just like nudging me like are you listening and you asked him want to know what i thought about you Steve, you don't quit. Right. You never quit. And I was like, wow, that was fast, you know? <laughs> and and I think a lot of these guys in the small group too, they start to talk and they're used to, they don't they don't want to be heard. And then when they are heard, we tend to shut them up or we don't understand them. Right. Man, sometimes we'll sit there. I've watched you with Curtis. Ask him, I'm sorry, I still don't understand. Like <laughs> 10 times, you know? And then you'll even say, Curtis, don't get mad at me. But I'm, and we're trying to, it's so cool when the whole group tries to figure out what he's trying to communicate because how often does that happen in his life and they start feeling that and the stories that we caught of you know murder in families and i mean (laughs) we caught some amazing stuff in small groups you know and then when we get together and we do the the service at night the thing that i thought was so powerful this year was that it you know like you said i i tie up the pieces that's really what it was it wasn't a sermon for me right as a chapel team, we decided this person, we need to bring them up. We need to let them share their story. Right. And we just interviewed them and we let them share their story, man. And I had campers, this never happens, but I had them several deep waiting to hug because God's spirit was so powerful. It's powerful. I know I've spoken for camps over three decades now. And what I experienced this summer, I've never experienced anything quite like that because I didn't preach a sermon. We highlighted people that have already been living right the sermon so I, i'm in awe of camp what happened I, you know another thing that was cool this year is that um i was at that first camp that i spoke at right i ran across a lady there and she started talking <laughs> about how she liked camp and how she liked how i spoke or whatever i said you, you like this I said, you should come check out Camp Daniel. And she did. <laughs> she bought a ticket into Green Bay, which couldn't have been cheap, you know. And she came out, and she was a part of it. And it was just so cool to watch that happen. <laughs> and you get an email from her, right? Yeah. She wants to move with her husband out to Camp Daniel. It's, yeah. it, I mean, that was crazy. <laughs> but that's the power of this camp. Right. It's, no. Yeah. Why do you think this camp is so powerful? Why was this summer so powerful? Why why do you think people would be willing to just come week after week? We had several young bloods. You know, we had guys that have got football scholarships. We got teenagers that show up just for one week scared to death and all of a sudden they spend all they, they take other five weeks there. We had one guy that took you quit his job so we could come back to you know, I mean, Tony, why is that? Is there something, is there some magical pixie dust? Is the dirt at the camp that we rent? What's going on there? Why is this camp so life-changing? Well, I, I think the love of Jesus just flows in a special way through people with intellectual disabilities that there's a freedom and uh, they kind of cut through all the crap. Yeah, honest. it's a beautiful thing, man. And it'll, it'll, it, it allows us to be vulnerable. It allows us to want connection. It, it allows us to desire love in a way that in the world it's hard to even express that because people think you're weak and um but it it it, it's a beautiful thing and i don't know that 
it's exclusive to our camp or what we're doing. And I'm sure there's a lot of places that on earth that experience that type of thing, but there's something about the permission that's given by everybody serving in the same way. And these campers who they minister to us in ways that it's, oh. it's unexplainable. God uses them in ways that, um, I mean, I'm doing what I'm doing because I went to a camp up in Minnesota and, that's what I experienced. You know, the, I, I grew up in the church, but I didn't experience the love of Jesus until I went to that camp in that way. And it was such a new and unique way that I never wanted to leave that. Um, so I haven't, you know, we're still doing it. And yeah. that's my everyday life now is to have that experience. So, um, you know, and it's, I just feel like it's maybe a little closer to, you know, the way Boy, it's a big comparison, but the way Jesus and the disciples hung out and loved and cared and yeah. worked through life, they were all so different and had their different abilities and inabilities, but none of that really seemed to matter because they were moving forward and learning and growing together. Um, Peter could be such a bonehead, right? right? The disciple, and yet Jesus let Peter be Peter. Right. And he let yeah. James be James. He let them all, he yeah. gave them permission. And, you know, when a person has a disability, you tend to be more patient with them. But we should let everyone see what, what our disability is, what we're struggling with at the moment. Because then maybe people will be more patient with us. But we, when you allow people to be who they are and they feel that love and they feel that acceptance, I don't know. I, I Just the love that comes out of them is, it's unbelievable. And I, you're going to love this. But of all the camps I've ever spoke at, this camp is the only camp where the campers counsel the counselors. <laughs> That's true. You know, <laughs> I mean, what they do for me, you know, I think I'm speaking to them. They're speaking to me. You talked about a camper that came, you know, it was years ago and the counselor had lost his, his dad. Right. Yeah. And you put him with another camper just because you felt like God wanted you to. And found out later on that the camper lost his father as well. Right. And all of a sudden, now they're counseling each other. Yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> right? And all this, all summer long, I kept hearing, like, it's going to be okay, buddy. You can do this, buddy. I mean, and there's just something about that. When that love comes out of them pure like that, I, I just love that the filter on them I, the, is just, <laughs> they say what they think what they're feeling and i just wish we could get more vulnerable more real like that not in a mean way right but in a very and some mean things do come out oh, but sure. the love is so much because of the environment because i think when you give people permission to be the people they're supposed to be love happens yeah and when love happens life's changed and that's what we got to be a part of yeah this summer Just one, someone happy, and you will be happy too. I, I hope that helps you. We wanted to share what we got out of the summer and share with you because we're, we're all part of the same loving family. So thanks for listening. I hope that helped. Remember, life isn't perfect, but it can be happy. Steve Ace.